Welcome to the discussion, Observability, the key to delivering highly resilient applications sponsored by Splunk. Here's today's moderator, Tom Temin. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Mala Palutla. She's the Global Vice President for Observability at Splunk. Ms. Palutla, good to have you with us. Thank you, Tom. Happy to be here. Super excited to share everything I know about observability with, uh, with you and your audience. And in the context of network operations, keeping federal systems going and free from attacks and downtime, this term observability is something new, I think, for a lot of feds. It's new to me, or at least emerging. So let's begin with observability. What is it and how does it differ from strategies earlier for monitoring and understanding what's going on with your networks, applications, and so forth? That's a very good question, Tom. Observability is, is, is a term that's that's evolving in the market as an enterprise market category, as well as within Splunk as well. So what we believe at Splunk is observability is an evolution of monitoring. And Splunk has always been in the monitoring business. If you take a look at, on uh, when Splunk was founded, it was founded on the basic principles of, hey, how do we troubleshoot when there is an incident, how do we troubleshoot, isolate, detect, and resolve an incident so that it doesn't impact our mission-critical application. So that's the evolution of observability. Let me just kind of give you an example. Let's just kind of take a step back, right? Let's consider pre-pandemic, January 2020. If you needed to make a doctor's appointment, you just call a doctor, schedule an appointment, and in a few weeks, um, you probably will go and see the doctor. Everything was handled offline with little to no digital record of your appointment. Probably even your prescription was written in a piece of paper. Fast forward today, and you need to make a doctor's appointment, at least the way I make a doctor's appointment. I open up my phone, take book a telehealth appointment with my provider's app for the next morning. And while I'm in the app, I also see the past test results, trends over time, health tips, et cetera, all digital. What we've seen in the US alone, uh, the Health and Human Services reported um, one statistic that I saw the other day, a 63x increase in Medicare telehealth utilization during the pandemic. That 63x was roughly around 840 in 20, 840,000 in 2019 to roughly around 52 million in 2020. That's a mind-boggling jump. Nearly every industry, be it finance, be it supply chain, has similar statistics during the pandemic. So what we're seeing is this explosion of digital and the domination of digital. So what's the implication, right? So why wouldn't a monitoring strategy be applicable in digital transformation? It still is, but it's just evolving, right? When you're dealing with issues in digital systems that have become mission critical, those systems right now just don't support your business, but they are actually a direct line of engagement with your customers, supporting healthcare, finances. I mean, I do all my shopping on my app. Um, so. So when an app goes down, let's consider the telehealth app that I that I mentioned earlier, alerts go off, right? And if you don't respond quickly, probably I won't be able to make that telehealth appointment. But you don't know where to look for it, right? Is it a DDoS attack? Is it, uh, you know, a poorly configured API? Is it a, a demand spike, right? Whether you manage a SOC, NOC, or a team of SREs, your core challenge are the same. Where is the issue? Identify the root cause and resolve it quickly. And that's what observability is. The needle to resolve and identify that issue has actually gotten bigger. It's not just a haystack. Now you need to search the entire field. 
All right, two questions. Then the basic premise here is that because digital transactions themselves, the nature and number of them have really increased exponentially versus what they were just a couple of years ago, the criticality of this is much greater. And second, the nature of networks and applications themselves have changed as they become more virtualized, more containerized. You yes. need a different way of understanding what's happening. Fair to say? Yes. Absolutely. And just to add to what I just uh, mentioned earlier on the digital transformation happening across our customer base, some additional statistics, Tom. I mean, we saw, we did the state of observability report for Splunk, and we saw like a 70% increase in internet usage over the past two years, 76% increase in e-commerce, and 65% of all interactions with companies are now digital. So that's the magnitude of change that's happened quite rapidly over the past 24 to 28 months. And the word observability and observing are not exactly the same thing. You can observe something, but if it's opaque, then it's not really observable. So the implication is you need to do something to data applications and networks to make them observable. And then the tools on the outside to, to take advantage of what you've done on the inside. Yes. So our promise for observability or our vision for observability at Splunk is three things, right? We want to be able to provide our customers that end-to-end -end visibility across their entire hybrid technology landscape, whether a customer has on-prem applications, hybrid or cloud native, or in between, right? The second one is what makes Splunk different is we believe observability is a data problem. And using our predictive and AI capabilities, we can connect the dots and help identify those issues, hopefully before they happen. And all this, we believe, um, is built on what we call an open, open standards. And we are probably the, one of the founders of Open Telemetry, where it's an open source community that you can have full control of your data. How does virtualization and its counterpart, I guess not its counterpart, it's it's a its advancement to containerization affect all of this because you're not looking at signals in the traditional sense. You're looking at container flows. And how do you discern what's in those? Right. And that complexity, and it's not just containers, right? If you take a look at an application, um, the, the sprawl of containers in a distributed manner across different Kubernetes stacks, et cetera, has increased that complexity, right? So you need a technology that can actually spawn through all of these containers in a highly distributed environment and help identify, hey, you know, your application is experiencing you know, an uptime issue, but where is exactly that issue happening? So that's where Splunk observability comes into play. We are able to go through those distributed containers and rapidly identify, isolate where the problem is. Right. And just backing up a step, though, you need to know what constitutes a problem and therefore what constitutes an alert that causes you to check out what might be happening. Correct. And that's where our AI and correlation engine comes into play. So it is, okay, there is an incident. What's the context to that incident? And where is that incident happening? So with our data platform, which is a Splunk platform, we are able to get that correlation within our data, data sets to help identify that issue. It strikes me there, we can, with these types of tools, move from an era of the alert happened because the network went down or the application went down or there's a buffer overflow, whatever it might be, and then you go try to fix it. It seems that when you mention AI and correlation and looking at this as a data problem, there might be a predictive quality to this such that you don't wait till the red alert comes that the application is down. 
Exactly, right? Uh, I mean, if you take a look at it, what are we trying to do? What is observability? I mean, I and why is observability, why is Splunk one of the leaders in observability, right? Um, the, the, our, our focus is to help ensure our customers' mission-critical applications never experience a downtime. There's a cost to a downtime, right? And the way I equate observability, it's it matters both to what I call the uh, the application development teams and the traditional IT ops teams, but also the security teams. So the predicting and preventing of problems, hopefully and ideally, we want to be able to predict there's going to be an outage even before it happens, right? Uh, for example, on Black Friday, we do see a spike in a lot of our retail customers, right? So we do know based on historical data, how much of throughput they need to support the surge that they're going to expect on Black Friday. The same thing for breaches, right? I believe both a, a breach and an outage is critical or equal in terms of what it causes a company from a downtime perspective. So Splunk is the only company out there that has that unified platform for both security and observability. And ho we are hoping that with our, our data platform, we can help predict and hopefully prevent problems even before they happen. And problems happen in a variety of manners. I mean, there could be a cybersecurity issue. There could be some other issue that interrupts things. There could be even flaws in code. So is observability applicable to the range of possibilities that could cause problems? I'm thinking that in terms of Splunk's original work in cybersecurity detection, but yes. really there's a lot of things that can make things slow down or stop or cause bad experience. Exactly. And we believe there's a convergence happening, right, uh, with, with with security and observability. And if you heard Gary Steele, our new CEO, our vision is to have that unified security and observability platform to drive that resiliency, right? Um, what we mean by business resiliency is any mission-critical application with our customers should have the resiliency during uh, you know, a pandemic during Black Friday, during, I don't know, Amazon Prime sales day, right? Uh, second is uh, performance and availability of that mission critical application. And we believe the convergence of cyber and observability is happening as we speak. And our our vision is to have that unified platform. We are leaders already in, in, in security um, and we are driving towards that, that observability market leadership position with a lot of the acquisitions that we made. And if and if you've known Splunk, Splunk was and is one of the best logging platform. And uh, while this worked really, really well searching event logs, we made it super, super easy pre-cloud world. We started with logs, but over the years, we've expanded to cover metrics and traces, right? So um, the Splunk platform works across probably the only company out there across hybrid multi-cloud infrastructure and at enterprise scale and flexibility and performance that you need. And you mentioned you move from logs to metrics and traces because many times the potential danger to a network from a cyber standpoint could be from a very small file. So can this get as fine grained, and I'm getting a little bit in the weeds here, as being able to detect there's the small file here most of our files that are coming back and forth are this size. Now we're seeing one this little tiny size. That could be an alert that there's something that is a threat exactly. in there, even if it's programmed to happen six months from now, which they often are. Exactly, right? That is that is our AI predictability engine that we have. And like I, I believe, both observability and security is a data problem. 
And our data platform actually powers both of our solutions. So absolutely, with the logging data that we have, we, we can we can get down to the details of identifying, isolating, and hopefully preventing that, hey, there is a spike in this particular um, network or infrastructure device. And in the reality of network operation centers and security operation centers, there is the issue of dealing with so many alerts. There's also the problem of false positives. And that can really be costly and take away attention from an actual negative or something you really need to deal with. And so can this approach of, of observability and this fine-grained logging detail abstraction, let's call it, can that help with the false positive problem? Absolutely. I'll give you an example of a large insurance company. Uh, it's an existing Splunk Logs customer that expanded to observability recently to handle the emission critical uh, it was a highly complex microservices application, and this was this was a customer that had uh, uh, the application um, in two in two pieces. One was on prem, and one was hybrid. So this application was handling about fifteen to twenty million web requests and generating about eight million distinct traces per day. So what we provide is that full fidelity visibility that allowed them to find that needle in that haystack, right? For those error conditions, uh, which they couldn't do with the previous solutions. I don't think log, logs themselves are enough. We needed to add metrics and traces to get to that granularity, correlate those metrics with traces and logs, and uh, you know, reuse that existing log data and embed it into that, you know, troubleshooting workflow. So we are uniquely positioned, right? Be it, you know, hey, it's a it's a monolithic uh, on-prem application or it's a cloud-native microservices application. We have we we have that unique ability to actually correlate logs, metrics, and traces to quickly identify and resolve those issues. All right. I've got a lot more questions. I have the sense that you've got a lot more answers, but we're going to take a short break here. My guest today is Mala Palutla. She's the Global Vice President for Observability at Splunk. I'm Tom Temin. You're listening to the discussion, Observability, the key to delivering highly resilient applications, sponsored by Splunk here on Federal News Network. Public sector leaders today have to make decisions at speeds their missions demand. Any delays or errors can be costly. Splunk Cloud Platform is helping IT, DevOps, and security teams make confident decisions so they can secure, operate, and innovate faster across multi-cloud and hybrid cloud environments. And with peace of mind, knowing our platform adheres to rigorous security and compliance standards, including FedRAP Moderate and IL-5. Learn how Splunk can support your missions by visiting splunk.com slash public sector. Welcome back to our discussion, Observability, the key to delivering highly resilient applications, sponsored by Splunk here on Federal News Network. My guest today is Mala Palutla. She's the Global Vice President for Observability at Splunk. I'm Tom Temin. Mala, good to have you here again with us today. And let's talk about industry, because often what industry adopts as best practices is ahead of what the government does. And the government looks to industry for the best technology deployment model sometimes. So talk about what you're seeing in industry with respect to adopting observability and the types of tools being used. Yeah, that's a good question, Tom. Uh, like I stated earlier, observability is an evolving enterprise market category, and it's evolving within our customer base as well. And, uh, you know, quite recently, if you take a look at Gartner's Magic Quadrant, for the first time, uh, observability was interchangeably used as logging, infrastructure monitoring, and APM. And Gartner just launched their uh, MQ, their recent MQ, which was APM and observability. So this is this is a, a market and a term that's evolving. 
And it's also a crowded market, right? When you take a look at what we're trying to do is we are taking a look at that full stack of an application and ensuring every component of that stack, there's no degradation to potentially bring that application down or that business service down and cause downtime. Um, what we're seeing, one of the trends that we're seeing, this is more on the commercial and enterprise customers uh, at Splunk, is um, is a consolidation of tools. Um, there was an e-commerce customer um, that we were working with recently, and they had like four teams. All of them were part of the SRE organization with the goal to ensure that there's always uptime of their mission critical application. And they were using four solutions, Grafana, Splunk Logs, New Relic, and CloudWatch, just to understand what's happening across the environment, let alone trying to troubleshoot it, right? So this was this means tons and tons and thousands of dashboards for each of those tools with no meaningful correlation between those data sets. So there was a lot of time lost during reconciling these dashboards and data and slowing down ultimately, you know, what are we trying to do? We're trying to prevent an outage and we're trying to condense that mean time to resolve when an issue happens. So Splunk provides that unified single way to understand that application health, right? End-to-end visibility of that workflow, be it wherever the data sets, it could be in Grafana, it could be in Neuralic, it could be in CloudWatch. So we are seeing a trend with our customers uh, quite recently, I think in the past couple of quarters, uh, on consolidating the various niche tools to one vendor that can provide that unified view of the application end to end. Right. That's really an important point because people can only do so much with the two eyes and the number of people you have and the time you have to do it. You know, between looking at every log separately, which is probably impossible, and to total abstraction to one single view of what's going on with an off or on button or a green or red light, what is the right level of, of abstraction? What should you expect from that single pane of glass? And then does that let you drill down from there if you need to, to however fine grained you want to get? I think so. Um, ultimately, it's a workflow. Um, there, is, um, there is an event and there's an outcome. And the the solutions that can provide that end-to-end visibility of that workflow on where the issue is and isolate it quickly are the solutions that our customers are asking for. And it's 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 also a new practice. Observability is uh you know, a lot of customers are adopting it as a core competency. Um, it's something that, you know, as our, the digital transformation accelerates, so are our customers' observability competency that, that we've come across. We recently did uh, um, the, the Splunk State of Observability Report for 2023. And what we saw was industries that adopted observability competencies and practices, actually it resulted in some, um, some tangible business results. 73% of those leaders accelerated the deployment times of new applications and solutions when they adopted uh, a modern observability practice. Also, 75% of those leaders also accelerated the mean time to detect and 60% accelerated accelerated the time to build new applications and deploy them faster. So there is this correlation of having competency and observability and how it drives the business agility, specifically in a macro dynamic environment that we are in. Yes, you get to an important point, and that is modernization. And every agency is pursuing that in one form or another because they just want to lower costs, they want better cloud adoption, they want to optimize their applications or optimize the cloud instances that they have, not just lift and shift and all of the rest of it. So when developing applications, therefore, is it fair to say that you should develop 
your new systems with observability in mind, or can you simply apply these tools from Splunk and the observability occurs from what you've in what you've already developed? I think it's a it's a mindset, right? Observability uh, as a competency. As you adopt it, you do see correlation as you digitize your your organization. But it's also a competency that's evolving as well, right? So Splunk provides that ability. We are thought leaders in OTEL. We are thought leaders in observability. So when we work with our customers, we want to provide that advisory partnership and consultative approach on how to build that practice and how to govern your cloud native applications, if you will. So I think it is, yes, there is technology um, that that's needed for observability, but there's also a practice and uh, a competency that's equally needed to make sure these two come together to 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 provide that 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 nirvana of not having any outage or downtime uh, of your or a breach of your critical applications. Um, just another example that I want to give you, Tom. Uh, this is a customer in South America. It's called Rappi. It's an on-demand delivery company. And uh, the statistics are amazing when we work with this company. Uh, they had about 2.2 million orders per week um, of delivery. And uh, their application performance and SLIs are so critical, not just for their customer experience, right, but for the profitability of the company. If that app goes down, so does the profitability of that company. So they use Splunk to bring observability to that to that to that application, right? Uh, be it sudden spike in errors, they're like, okay, there is an error in this in this particular API for this online delivery application. They can understand which API caused that that error or crash release a hotfix while knowing and working on that API in the back end, all while continuously releasing new functionality to that application. So that is the level of sophistication that we're seeing in some of the, the, the companies that have modernized um, and are using cloud-native technologies. Yeah, that really sounds like fixing the airplane while it's underway. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, and, you know, and so that is a, an example of, you know, what we cloud, call a cloud-native uh, company. Um, but there are other examples, like we were working with IKEA and IKEA, you know, on how IKEA can prevent downtime and outages of, of, of IKEA. I mean, all of us love IKEA. I love IKEA. Um, and the complexity that they have, they have about 25,000, I want to say servers. They process um, insane amount of transactions, like 300 million transactions per day and 13 to 14 checkouts per second, and they have about 4 billion annual visits and operate five global centers. So they use Splunk logs, Splunk metrics, and ITSI, which is our end-to-end -end visibility solution for IT ops, to reduce that false positives, right? Like you said earlier, from alert sources to drive efficiency and effectiveness of, uh, of uh, the IT ops teams. Yeah, that's a lot of drawers and chairs, I guess, to push out the door. But you mentioned competencies a moment ago. And to get people to obtain new competencies in your organization to be able to handle this type of observability, you kind of need to change the culture and to, and to get them to buy into new work processes. So maybe comment on the process change required to adopt observability and then what specific competencies your people might need and how long it takes to get them. Yeah, that's a very good question, um, Tom. Um, I think it's uh, it's an evolution of, I mean, there are a couple of trends going on in the industry, right? Uh, observability, like I said, is an evolving term. And also we are seeing uh, some convergence, right? I mean, monitoring traditionally was in the IT ops uh, 
you know, uh, it was an IT ops imperative. And what we are seeing with observability is, uh, you know, the role of IT ops is critical, but also the role of what we are calling the DevOps teams or the SRE teams. So we are seeing a convergence there around, you know, uh, applications that run the business traditionally falls in the IT ops domain and um, applications that are changing the business, right? New applications in, in new microservices environment. And that's falling under the DevOps, SRE world, if you will. So um, it's, it's, it's a convergence that's very exciting for us here at Splunk. And depending on where that domain lies, uh, we are able to provide based on our expertise on what type of competency, right? The competency is around skills. It's around uh, thought leadership on how to approach this, right? Based on what we've seen with some of our large customers. It's also sharing with them where we see the roadmap going for observability over you know, a three-year horizon, if you will. Um, so while there's an evolution of observability, there's also a convergence of different teams within an enterprise that's also fascinating for us. So uh, so it's definitely a partnership on building the right competency with our customer. It's also something we are learning at Splunk, as well as, you know, uh, we're taking that knowledge back to our customers. And when you mention that team, it's in everybody's best interest to optimize applications because even the best DevOps operations, you're going to deploy things that need to be optimized over time. So can this observability also extend to understanding inter-application dependencies, data flows, and so forth, so that you can, say, minimize cloud costs for data egress and otherwise optimize applications, on say, on the performance end, using observability as kind of your starting point? Absolutely. Um, we, uh, let me give you an example recently of a customer. I mean, um, data is expensive, right? And and with with our data approach to observability and 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 security, um, what we've noticed is when working with our customers, not all all applications and business services, not all data is equal. So we are able to drive efficiencies on what to track what not to track based on historical perspective. We have that full fidelity data um, and visibility. So we're able to guide our customers on, you know, for this particular application, hey, these are the areas where you'll need potentially real-time metrics, for example. Or, hey, maybe this particular application for this particular API, you know, maybe you just need to take a look at it once a month. It's not on the critical path for for that particular application. So we're able to advise our customers on what aspects of that application you need to monitor more frequently versus what are the applications and metrics and logs and trace files that probably you don't need it, need it on a real-time basis. So those are some of the efficiencies that we're advising our customers. And um, it's fascinating to, to learn as well on how data while it resolves problem, it also gives you insights on the applications themselves and where we can drive some efficiencies and effectiveness and reduce costs. So it sounds like there's a component of machine learning within this tool itself, such that it is always improving and tailoring itself to your actual situation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that is our AI ops approach that we have for, 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 uh, for our applications. Absolutely. And finally, just before we close, what should people do first to get started as they move in this journey toward observability? Thanks, Tom. Yes, I mean, we have a large community of Splunk customers that are very active on various forums. You can learn from the experts, from our customers. They can help, help answer some basic questions on how do you set up 
troubleshooting best practices to how do you align KPIs to business outcomes of your critical business applications. So I would say engage with our large Splunk community out there. All right. Some great observations on observability. Mala Palutla is the Global Vice President for Observability at Splunk. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate the time. I'm Tom Tem, and you're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Splunk. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Observability, the key to delivering highly resilient applications sponsored by Splunk on Federal News Network.